What is up, zookeepers? It's Spencer for the Fiendster Zoo here. Just before we jump into today's episode, just wanted to share something super exciting with you guys. I got picked up by the Podbelly Network. This is super exciting. It's a network where a bunch of podcasters come together, share ideas, and most of all, share their podcast. So go check me out, podbelly.com, P-O-D-B-E-L-L-Y.com. Go find me there, give me a favorite, and also go check out a ton of different podcasts. They also have sponsors and merch, tons of cool stuff. Go check them out, podbelly.com, and of course, find The Fiendstra Zoo. Good day, zookeepers. I hope your past couple weeks have been super good. I know mine sure have been. First thing, over the past couple months, we have seen some steady and consistent growth, and that's all thanks to you guys. You have been sharing the zoo with your friends, family, whoever it's been, so thank you so much for that. It's so, so incredibly awesome. Really couldn't be doing this without you guys, so thank you so much. And for all the new listeners, welcome to the zoo, and please keep sharing and spreading the zoo with your friends and family as well. Let's keep pushing and putting this podcast between more ears. And if I could ask one more favor from you guys, just take a minute, rate and review the podcast wherever you're listening. Let me know how I'm doing. It really, really helps out the podcast, um, helps the analytics, and again, pushes this podcast to more people. So if you can... Please, let's keep pushing to make the zoo a full-fledged show. (laughs) So today, we're jumping back into the topic of words. Last episode, I guess two episodes ago, because you had a five minutes of fairy tale, Shalane and I dove into this and stayed pretty surface level, but we had a lot of fun with it. So... I wanted to dive a little bit deeper into this and kind of get into the nitty-gritty. It's it's an important topic, and yes, it is a very broad topic. So yeah, just really wanted to get into the nitty-gritty. Words can have a lasting and deep impact in our lives. Sometimes we don't even realize it in the moment. Let's start with how we talk to our partners. This is what Shalane and I focused on mainly a couple weeks back. So... I hope we drove the point home that communication in a relationship, it really is everything. To know your spouse and to be known by your spouse, that's the goal. That doesn't just happen without talking to each other. This needs to happen long before your wedding day, though. From friendship and first date, that excitement uh, and the discovery period, that honeymoon phase, the initial sparks of fire, like... That's when it needs to start. That's when the foundations of love start. When you find out if you're compatible or even if you like each other, if your values line up, and if you can really support each other's dreams and goals. It's a fun, exciting, wonderful time. It's also when we start to learn how to talk to each other. It's when we start to learn each other. So, we need to talk, learn how to communicate, learn how your partner 
receives the words you're saying, figure each other out. That initial flame, it, it's so special, it's so amazing, but it's also nothing compared to that deep, addictive love of a successful marriage. I don't know how many times I've had this same conversation. You know, how lucky Shalane and I are that we have a decade worth of learning each other before we even started dating. We've been super, super blessed by this. On a side note, in just a few days here, Shalane and I will be celebrating eight years of marriage together. Anyway, how we talk to our spouse or our partner is just as it's just as important what we say as how we say it. To address my wife with love and respect is good, but it's not just enough to talk with respect. We need to be we need to meet our partner at their need. Seek connection on their level to seek their needs out and to show them love in words and in action. Let me pick at this a little further for a moment. See, connection, it doesn't just happen. Like anything in marriage, it's work, but it's work well worth it. The place to start is knowing yours and your partner's love languages. How do you best show your love to your spouse, and how do you best receive love from your spouse? What about your partner? How do they best show and receive love? Now, it's unlikely that you and your spouse share this perfectly. Most couples don't have the same love languages. At least they don't emphasize the same pieces. For myself and Shalane, we definitely don't line up perfectly, even for gaining connection. Okay. I seek physical relation with Shalane. Shalane looks more for time spent. For Shalane, we can just talk about the day. We can play cards or curl up and just spend time together watching a show. Just that time that we've chiseled out of our out of our day to intentionally spend together. That's how Shalane finds her our connection most readily. For me, it's more physical. I need more intentional action. I need more loving, if you will. Now we often don't line up one to one, meaning we often need to move out of what I need and put it into what my partner needs. You know, meaning if I need some affectionate snuggles, but Shalane wants board games or just to sleep, that means one of us needs to shift our wants and put it, put more into what the other needs. You know, I might need to give up my physical time just to curl up with Shalane and fall asleep holding each other. That way tomorrow she feels more connected and can step up for what I need. This is how connection happens. One person puts 
another's needs before their own. Give and take. Everyone's needs get met, but not everyone's needs get met at the same time. Everyone ends up happy, and when you're good, you can pour out more into your spouse's needs. That This is fundamental in a relationship, but fundamental doesn't always mean easy. But the end goal is that everyone is happy. Let's bring this back to today's topic, though. Words. See, they have great power. And with great power comes great responsibility. As a husband, as a father, my voice is one of my greatest gifts. It's one of my greatest tools. It's also a great weapon. Making it both a great curse and burden. My voice and my words can be used to teach, inspire, spread love, sing. It can bless my girls. Or if I use it wrong, with the wrong inflection, raise my voice at the wrong time, maybe just a little too high, it can scare my girls or it can insult my wife. Now, I do my best to steer my tongue, to honor my family. Of course I do. And although I'm not perfect, my wife and girls have heard words that I'm not necessarily proud of. But luckily, it's few and far between. And the more time I spend in intentionally building my family up, choosing to honor and love my family. Those times where the wrong words are heard become fewer and farther between. I use my words to build my wife up every day and to bring my girls and my family as a whole joy. I make sure my wife hears a few things every day. I make sure of it. It's an intentional choice. She hears that I love her every day. So do my girls. She hears that I think she is beautiful. So do my girls. Shalane hears that she is my kind of perfect every day. My girls hear that they're my princesses every day. As a husband, I have the ability to speak into the lies in Shalane's life. Her self-doubt, her fears, the lies that we t all tell ourselves in front of a mirror. I can speak to those things. I can build up the weak points in Shalane and solidify the strong points in her life. The phrase that Shalane and I like to hear is speaking the lies out of each other's lives. So when I have self-doubts, feelings of inadequacy, feeling broken, or like I can't provide for my family the way I want to. Shalane is able to speak words of encouragement and words of affirmation directly to my doubts. Shalane can speak the exact words I need to hear because we've taken the time to learn the other person. We've taken the time to be students of our spouse 
so that when I'm feeling like I'm not enough, Shalane doesn't even have to ask what I'm feeling. She knows that she can speak directly to those lies. When I'm feeling not enough, Shalane can reassure me that I'm being a good father, a good husband. She can remind me that our bills are paid and that I am enough. This goes both ways. I can speak similarly to Shalane, not always so dramatically, but always in a positive word, more ten, reminding each other that we are forever together, reminding each other that we are forever on the same team. It's her and I versus the world. You see, words have power. They're strong, and they can be forever. There's a quote, I don't know who said it, I remember hearing it way back in the day. It, it says, be careful with your words. Once they're said, they can only be forgiven, not forgotten. My mom always used to say something similar, but less eloquent. It said something like, um, words are like toothpaste. Once they're out of the tube, you can't put it back in. We need to be careful both with what we say and how we say it. See, truth spoken out of love and truth spoken out of anger, although they're both truth, they're very different creatures. One will build you up. It'll free you. It creates. It strengthens. The other breeds more anger. It tears down and it destroys. And even worse, it leaves footholds for doubt and fear to linger in our lives. I can't emphasize it enough. Words have power. Even Nietzsche, he said, all I need is a sheet of paper and something to write with, and I can turn the world upside down. Words can't be they can't be checked after they're said. You can apologize for them. You can try and backpedal, but nothing changes the fact that you still said these words. Words spoken out of anger or words spoken out of hurt, like I said, they can leave lasting wounds. Someone once told me way back in the day that I can I was cold and calculating. And that stuck with me for a long time. Still hear it in my head sometimes. Now, it was said to me because I often pause when I'm talking and I do my best to think about what I what I'm about to say that way I don't come across cold and brutal and calculating. <laughs> the person I, I heard this from felt like because I was pausing to think about my words that I was trying to plot so I could manipulate when really I was doing my best not to hurt them. But it never changed the fact for me that I 
I was once thought of as cold. No, I'm not that person. That was a long time ago. I'm not that person anymore. But these words, I don't even think this person would even remember that they told them to me. But it stuck with me for 15 years. The last example I want to leave you with here. It's one of my favorite, if not my favorite example of how powerful words can be. It's from the book of Genesis. God simply spoke the world into existence. Now he formed man and woman with his hands. He formed the rest of everything else with simply words. God spoke and there was light. God spoke and there was earth. He simply had to speak. Words have power. So be careful with them. Speak out of love. Guys, be there for your partner. Meet their needs. Use your words to speak into their lives. Speak against the lies that we tell ourselves. And give grace for the words spoken to you. They might not be what you need to hear today, but who knows? 15 years from now, you could have that spark. 15 years from now, you could have that word spoken to you in passing. And guys, hear this from me. Hear my words. You are enough. You are good enough. We can always be better, but today, you are good enough. Just before I sign off here, guys, please remember to share the podcast, rate and review it wherever you can. But for today and for this week, God bless. I love you. Have a good one.